The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 miles. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about Hello and welcome to the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my broadcast. WrestleCast co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, what's going on, listeners? And we're joined by our broadcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? How's it going, everybody? Man, we're doing good. Thanks for everybody joining us here on the CSPN for this edition of the WrestleCast. Got a lot to talk about. It's been a lot that's going on in a week of wrestling. So we're going to start right off the top with you, Mr. Kalunga, as you're going to tell us what happened on Monday Night Raw this week. And then we'll talk right. about the kickoff. And then I'll talk it was about the It was a bunch of shenanigans. Oh, always. All right, hold on one second. I was not prepared for this. While Sam's getting his notes in order, just remember to rate and review, give the show five stars, visit CSPN.us, also <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, pay to five and get the extra content that we provide through the WrestleCast and the CSPN. All right, Sam, if you're ready to go, it's all yours. Yeah, Microsoft Word has just decided to not Oh, there he goes. All right. Come on. <laughs> you know what that makes me think about? What's that? That time, uh, was that Paul Pierce? Thought he was using a GIF. And he... <laughs> yeah, <it's>... Word. <laughs> he he tweets a big-ass rocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, still, it's still better than Kelly Rowland. It's still better than Kelly Rowland trying to text on Microsoft. It's still better than Kelly Rowland trying to text on Microsoft Excel. Oh, that's that's forever funny. Oh. <laughs> what did she say? Like, where you at or something? She did text in Microsoft Excel. So she was like, I didn't know that's what they Because, you know, they was young and they was always. Well, I guess they, they've talked about it before. Maybe in the, but in the dilemma video, she had the Excel and we was looking like we see we know the cells. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how yeah, back, back, at that time it was still a two way pager, though? It wasn't the. Or two-way pages. Text. Or sidekick. In 2002? Anyway, 
Yeah. Let me look for Hold on. That's that that's that groundbreaking technology of the early two thousands, folks. So Y'all know nothing about that. When all this shit was new to have in your palm of your hand. When my buddy had a, um, it wasn't a Blackberry. What was the Samsung joint that looked like the Blackberry? The Blackjack. Where he had. <laughs> they, they, they call it the Blackjack. Yeah, it was something like that. But anyway, um, when he came over to my house one day and had fucking Mario Brothers on that shit and was playing fucking like Mario 2 on that shit, I was like, oh, what is this and how do we get here? <laughs> okay, the, the first sidekick was released in 2002. Okay, Mo was right. Don't be um, fucking with Mo. So wait, thousand trivia. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I didn't start we, seeing those pop up until like 2004. We didn't start talking about all that. Okay, we start talking about all that. It's dark match related. Okay, Sam, back on top. Yeah, it's dark okay. match related. We didn't start talking about all that. We won't get distracted. But I'm just seeing yeah, it's a I, new I, change for. I was distracting you. I was distracting you while while we're loaded up. Oh yeah, Ashanti and uh, Cedric. Yeah, they they didn't even bother putting it on TV. They they put it on on, on Twitter. Hey, a digital exclusive. I say you know they they asked it for y'all to fail. <laughs> <laughs> they putting y'all as an exclusive as a digital exclusive. They don't have high hope for you guys. All right, Monday Night Raw. It's coming straight from old St. Louis. Uh, see. So you're down, going, you're going, what are you going down, down, baby. Your street in the street sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Something that, whatever, whatever that Ellen said. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So Seth Rollins comes down to cut a boring 20 minute promo. He says, after SmackDown, he surely smells what's cooking. Of course, this was not the right thing to say. As uh, this elicited <laughs> booze from the crowd, as well as Cody Chance, and he says, "Just he says, uh, what the heck?" He says he wants Cody Rhodes too. He calls Cody down to the ring. Cody asks Seth what he wants to talk about. The crowd begins to chant, "Rocky sucks," and we want Cody. Uh, Pat mentions that this has been trending on X for seventy-two hours straight. I do like how Michael Cole was like, "What is this, nineteen ninety-six?" <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of old school references being thrown in there. All right. If they uh, say die right Oh, that's because Kevin like Dunn's not there. Kevin Dunn's not like, oh, you know, no, no one's going to get that reference. That's what Vince would say. They don't want to say that. Like, right. Don't. <laughs> well, Cornette has mentioned like wanting to like talk about older stuff and then like Kevin Dunn shooting them down. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Seth begins by trying to promote their match, which gets booze from the crowd. Seth demands an answer. Is he going to fight Seth at WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre comes down. He says he laid it all out for the two of them for WrestleMania, and they're messing it up. <laughs> uh, he even had a T-shirt made for the occasion. Of course, it's a knockoff of the photo of uh, Grant Custon posing over Oliver Queen's grave. It's a knockoff because if they use the actual image, uh, WWE would have owed a CW some, some royalties. Uh, Seth tells Drew to calm down because they've wrestled twice and he's lost both times. Uh, Drew brings up the fact that Seth has lost to Cody three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew is Drew is like that desperate dude who sees like a girl he likes about to get with some other dude, and then he comes in and tries to come between them. That's what the, the, that's what Drew's acting like. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Don't go out with him. Go out with me instead." 
All right, he says, he says Seth has done a great job, but it's time for Drew to take it from here. He hit, but Seth, Cody fights Drew off, Drew leaves the ring. All right, New Day versus DIY versus Imperium versus the Creed Brothers. This is a tag team championship qualifier match. Of course, we only got to give shout out to Ref Aja. Yes, uh, great always. match. Uh, DIY got the victory after hitting their 10 to finish around Vinci. Poor Vinci can't catch a break. Yeah, that was a hell of a match. It's a good way to start the uh, start the program in ring. Okay, Shayna promo in her gi. Tonight she's going to tear Becky Lynch apart limb by limb. And now Becky promo, see the last time she wrestled Shayna, her title was on the line. This time her future is on the line. So uh, Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch, Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Uh, good back and forth. Becky gets the victory after a manhandle slam. Becky qualifies for the Elimination Chamber. Um, this was a good version of Shayna Baszler. This was closer to the like NXT version of Shayna Baszler. Yes, which is a positive. Well, I'm glad she's finally getting hitting her stride in in on the main roster. Her not being held down by the, that other one. By the man. It's Which man? The Mick man. Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> no, I was talking about Rhonda. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I say, Rhonda. Oh, and the Mick man, too, though. I don't think the oh, man yeah, yeah. saw that much in her. Well, was she going by, like, the Ace of Spades or the Queen of Hearts or something? And then she actually came out with playing cards. <laughs> no, the Queen of Hearts... Queen of Spades or something like that. Yeah, she she would come out with playing cards. Like, come on, this ain't the nineteen eighties, dog. But she was a definite definite badass in NXT, so it was like, why not build on that? Like, of the ones that of the the that 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 group of women that came through, she's the one that that had the, the longevity there. I mean, same same reason why Johnny Jeter came out in a is a cheerleading outfit. You know, I, watched, I, I listened to him on. Um, I listened to um, Dolph or, or Nick on um, Jericho's podcast when he talked about that thing. Yeah, you had he had to go from being the caddy with um, Kerwin White, and then he was they was like, "Yeah, we got a, a new a new group that we're gonna put together with you guys." <laughs> you know, he's like, "All right, like, okay," <laughs> and. That was like an updated version of the 80s where everybody had to have like some type of job type character. It's like everybody had to have some type of like specialty gimmick. Like you had to, um, oh God, I don't want to be racist, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You being racist, sir? (laughs) The guys on the lawnmowers. You had him with the cat. Oh, um. Um, um, cool. yeah, yeah, you had him being like the preppy guy that was a caddy and then went from being that to a cheerleader. You know, it's just some weird, just all around stuff going on right there. That's about the time I started kind of easing out a little bit. All right, all right, so uh, let's see. Uh, Kathy Kelly interviews, where's where's she been? Kathy Kelly, never mind, Liv Morgan. Oh, oh, I know where Liv been. No, Kathy Kelly. I said, where's Kathy what, Kelly been? Kelly, Kelly Kelly got, I think she had a baby like a year or two. She had a baby? That's what's up. Kathy Kelly? Yeah. Oh, that was at Kelly Kelly. No. 
Not, not Yelly Yelly, no. <laughs> you ever watch her matches? Like, she spends half the time yelling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kathy Kelly interviews Liv Morgan. Liv says she was out of action for almost a year. Next week will be about her revenge, and her revenge will be against Rhea Ripley. Uh, video of Shinsuke Nakamura giving Cody the poison, not just the mist, the poison mist. Backstage at a, at a house show. Uh, so this sets yeah. up a bull rope match between the two of them tonight. Uh, after commercial, Adam Pierce is giving Drew McIntyre the business. He says he could have found him just for wearing that t-shirt. Uh, Rhea Ripley's music hits and Adam is confused as she wasn't supposed to be coming out. Uh, so Rhea Ripley is in the ring. She says she doesn't care that Becky Lynch qualified for the chamber. She wants Nia Jax right now. Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce runs down and stops the shenanigans. He says he's giving Rhea Nia for the championship at Elimination Chamber. He tries to move things along, tries to get Rhea out of the ring. Nia comes down. Adam tries to stop her. Nia shoves, her, shoves him aside. <laughs> he's just taking all the abuse, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, as the two women fight, Adam tries to interject, but gets shoved off the apron. Uh, security tries to intervene. Naya dispatches him. Naya finishes by giving Rhea the bonsai drop. What, what are they calling it now? The uh, avalanche. Or something. Or something. Who knows? But yeah, it's it's straight up Yokozuna from <laughs> right. Well, hopefully they, she they doesn't. Hopefully she doesn't um, hold the ropes like he did. No, on, she, on the pin. No, uh, no, on like no when he would go for a pin. After the bonsai drop, he would still be holding on to the ropes. Bonsai. So you should just invalidate half of his wins. All right, so Bailey Vignette from SmackDown. Huh? Would you do that if he was a creative and he would try to record keep it and you would say, you would go to Yoko's and say, I'm taking away half of your wins because you held on to the ropes? I mean, if I wanted to die, yeah. <laughs> If I had some kind of death wish or something, sure. All right, Bailey Vignette from SmackDown. It's the Annihilator. The Annihilator, there you go. There you go. Yes, there you go. The, the now and later. <laughs> okay, so Great Bailey Vignette. Which, which one? Great Annihilators were the best ones. I, I like the, the the green one. Oh, the Apple. Okay, I got you. It was Apple? I, I, dude, it's been so long, I don't remember. <laughs> like, I, I, I enjoy having teeth. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders mixed tag match. Maxine has improved a lot, but she's still not that great. Uh, Michael Cole's calls Sarah Logan a weirdo. Cole and Pastor are talking about medieval times. Uh, meanwhile, the Viking Raiders get the victory. Have y'all been to medieval times? I was talking about. A, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Oh, is this a? I never been to medieval times. No, dude, it's dinner in a no. tournament. What's wrong with you? It's what? Yeah, you. you they- Yes, it's like they do the um, horse. Um, They're jousting. Yeah, jousting. Yeah, and like whatever color your section is, that's the color that they represent that your dude represents. So you you you're represented by a dude in like the let's just say you're sitting in the yellow section. The yellow knight is your knight, okay. and so like yeah, um, no, it's like the, <laughs> it it was in the it was in the movie The Cable Guy. You know, if you saw The Cable Guy. Mm, I don't remember it, but okay. Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick. Jim Carrey? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I remember the movie. I don't remember that particular. Okay, so there's there's a part where like Janine Garofalo is their waitress, mm-hmm. and then Matthew Broderick's like, "Can I get some? Can I get some? Can I get a knife and fork?" 
And she gives them the rhetoric that there were no utensils in medieval times, therefore there are no pencils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on your Pepsi? <laughs> okay, no, never been to me. <laughs> and he's like, they had, they had, but they had a Pepsi? She's like, dude, I got a lot of tables. <laughs> That's a great, it's a great gimmick. Anyway, all righty. So, uh, Viking Raiders get the win. Footage of Judgment Day beating up R Truth. Cut to Judgment Day hanging out backstage in their little clubhouse. R Truth appears. JD says he's going to wipe the floor with him if he, knows, if he didn't have a match already. Truth says he needs to be wiping down window seals. What? <laughs> uh, Truth talks about the, the pre initiation and now the one last week. Give me his size and just tell him to just, tell him to just make himself at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Miz talks about R-Truth and he's defending his boy uh, Pat makes a good point he says Miz hasn't been a fr- has, hasn't had a friend since Awesome Truth days but I wondered about that and then I remembered he did spend time with Champa mm, short but, but were they friends that's the thing he was more like a mentor I don't know if that counts as a friend right and then there, there was a whole Dexter Loomis thing but that was just an associate Mm-hmm. That was, it was a, he was an employee. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a payroll situation, right? <laughs> right. He had to he had to fill out that 1080. <laughs> so Miz versus JD during the match, our truth comes out and is throwing Judgment Day T-shirts in the crowd. This distracts JD. Truth is in the crowd now while Miz is putting in work. Truth appears behind Dominic. Miz takes JD to the floor. Baseball slides into Dom. Who then leans against the barricade? Our truth slips a t shirt over Dom, which straight jackets him. Miss takes Dom out. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth is wearing a construction vest for some reason. Uh, flashes some cash in front of JD. JD puts it in his trunks. Miss hits JD with a skull crushing finale. Money flies everywhere. Miss gets the pin. Truth gets the money. Uh, JD, <laughs> uh, JD has been asking for a cut for weeks now, and now he's finally got it. <laughs> Substantially less than you're supposed to, though. <laughs> right? Imperium is in Adam's office. Ludwig wants to know if everything is pre- prepared for Gunther's ceremony. Adam says yes. He says to get out of here because he has a meeting. Uh, Braun Breaker comes in. Adam shows him a contract and tries to swindle Braun away from all this. Uh, Gunther is in the ring with Imperium. They're celebrating his 600 days as Intercontinental Champion. He talks for a while. Jay Uso appears. He says it's disrespectful for him to crash his party like that. Jay says he didn't. Jay says he didn't mean any disrespect. Uh, Gunther has put in the work, and he deserves respect. Gunther mentions Jay's accomplishments as a tag team wrestler. The best part is that he only had to put in 50% of the work. <laughs> uh, Gunther says all his achievements were done on his own. Uh, Jay says he's about to get 100% of this work. Uh, Gunther says he isn't the first and won't be the last to write his coattails. He says he's going to beat him so bad he's going to wish for the days when people couldn't tell him and his brother apart. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and, and, then he kept, and, he, and then he punctuates it with a ooze. Yeah, yeah. Gunther was great in this joint. <laughs> he was like simple hand gestures for simple people. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, he then shoulder blocks Gunther. Jay attacks. No, he then shoulder blocks Jay. Or, anyway. Jay attacks. Imperium beats down Jay. New Day comes down for the save. You know, they've done a good job building this uh, six-man interaction. <laughs> Even though I think people would have maybe liked to see Kofi get the rematch with Gunter because they had a banger on Raw. But, you know, sliding Jay in here kind of works with New Day working Imperium. So. I, I, I want Jay Gable to get that title. I don't I don't. I mean, 
Kofi will be great. Jay will be okay, but I want I want Gable to get it. Okay. That little run they, they had against each other that was great. Uh, okay, so the women's tag team championship party all the time versus Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what their I, I looked it up. That's actually what their theme song is called: "Party All the Time." <laughs> yeah. No, no, Eddie Murphy though. By Rick James. Yeah, little Rick James in there. No. <laughs> Uh, some of the other tag teams are watching the match backstage. The crowd is dead. Kyrie hits the insane elbow on Katana for the one, two, three, and Kabuki Warriors retain. Uh, Sami Zayn pre-recorded interview with Jackie Rittman. It reminded me of those old school and '90s interviews where they would do them in the stands. I don't know if y'all if, if y'all got to see those or not. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Nakamura bull rope match. Nakamura was in fifth gear during this match. Some of the moves he was putting on, I had not seen him do in a long time. He was really on it. Mm-hmm. In this match, Cody makes a comeback late. Hits a Cody cutter. Two men are going back and forth, striking each other. Cody hits a bionic elbow, but Shinsuke hits him with a bicycle kick that lays Cody out. Shinsuke tries for a Kinshasa. Cody evades and hits a pedigree for a two count. He tries to set up Shinsuke with a, for a cowbell shot. Shinsuke hits him with the poison mist, but then Cody Rhodes hits a, Cody Rhodes blinded, hits a crossroads for a two count. Cody blocks a Kinshasa, hits a low blow, another crossroads, and this time Cody gets the one, two, three for the win. After the match, Drew McIntyre attacks Cody Rhodes. It's a Claymore and leaves Cody lying, standing over him with no shirt on as we fade to black. And that is your Monday Night Raw. Hmm. Well, other than the um, just slow match, the ring work was good. It's just that I don't know if Cody understands that, bro, it's the WWE in 2024. You got to light, have some razzle-dazzle to these matches. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, so the people who were in the crowd said that they were they hijacked the show the entire night. You didn't hear it on TV, though, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, they said they was in, they, so they did a good job of drowning out the crowd, especially during the during the Kid and Katana match. Although that might have been natural. <sighs> you, knew, anyway, you, you, you knew that was coming. I digress. You know, he, said, he says, you know, don't um, pay attention to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Just do y'all's match. And every time they come around, at the end. Yeah, at the end. All right, Mo, you got any uh, overall thoughts on Monday Night Raw, sir, before we uh, slide on to the next segment? Um, it was just, you know, breaks. It was a decent show. You know, they're pushing up, leading up to everything, going towards um, Elimination Chamber, and they are, you know, just, you know, set the storylines, you know, Trying to figure out what what matches we want to have for WrestleMania. Um, best match according to you on the program. Best match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like to say the bull rope match. 
Okay. That's just because we talked about it last. You know that tag team match was far better than that. DIY Creed Brothers. Oh, yeah. That, oh, oh, I damn forgot about that one because they was Julius Creed. They doing mm-hmm. jumping off and everything. Julius Creed. Every time I see that man do that damn German suplex sequence, I just shake my head and be like, damn, that boy is a horse. He is, he, he, yeah. If he don't mess around and get hurt and they go ahead and figure out how to break him away from his brother, yeah, they might have him one there, bro. Him, Braun Breaker, Carmelo, Trick, and it's like a singles kind of main event kind of guys and four years from now, three years from now, that would be pretty dope. They said they said that twenty one that twenty twenty one class might be the best one ever. Mm. I can see it. They got a lot of potential thoroughbreds. Yeah, got a lot of potential thoroughbreds. Well, all right, Mister Mo to the underscore Reese. I'm gonna turn it over to you, sir, at this point, and you're gonna fill us in about what happened on Thursday out in Vegas at the uh, WrestleMania Forty kickoff. Uh, extravaganza, so it is all yours. You said WrestleMania. I thought you were talking about the Super Bowl stuff that was going on. <laughs> no, that was, but that was smart of the WWE. You know, you know the media, and a lot of fans are in Vegas. Hey, that's pulling a free event. Mm-hmm. Open for the crowd and you know kick off this WrestleMania. Um, let's kick this off. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Thursday, you know, they, you know, WWE, they would had the press conference in Vegas. It was open to the public. And it was just tight. They was touting up, you know, all the superstars coming in. You saw um, Seth was there. And, and um, I don't know. Are we calling him like the prince of the prince version of WWE just with his dress? <laughs> with his drip. <laughs> I don't know, man. He got to come out there, and the uh, he might have to get the uh, the, the chaps before we can. Uh, we had the shoes with the white bowls on it. What are you talking about? Hey, shoes. Seth, we talking about. I'm talking about oh. Seth is like the prince of the company with his in terms of how he dressed and everything. Um. Yeah, so there's like just a lot of this news that was just coming out, you know. So they were trying. They're trying to. You know, covered the shit up with this pretty bowl and everything. It's like, hey, don't look at that. But we got WrestleMania 40 coming up. So um, on the kickoff show, it was Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, um, Big E, who everybody was ready to see, and uh, CM Punk. And, you know, CM Punk was definitely in his um, backstage bag when that was at FS1. Cause he was definitely talking trash about um, about he was talking trash about Seth and talk about the Rock and everything. So um, let's see, kicked it off with um, who did I kick it off with? Was it Rhea and and Becky? Rhea was it Rhea? Oh, I got it. Um, yeah, so um, 
Rhea and Becky, they kicked it off um, just talking about... No. Rhea came out there and, you know, she was basically saying how, you know, WrestleMania... You know, she was, you know, she can't really get the WrestleMania and how Bailey took the safe option to pick EO because, you know, she was going to come in there and win and everything. And then Becky comes out and was like, she said a line about the man coming around, she's going to be a bottom. And that popped a lot of people because if you know what the term bottom means. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just like, wow, you went there right. But, um, but basically, so, so Rhea's, um, Rhea's, Rhea Ripley's um, opponent will be determined at the Elimination Chamber. And, you know, have a series of matches with the ladies to determine who will be in that. I think right now it's Becky Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch is like right now, I think Winky might have had a match on Friday against Meechan, I think. Against who? That should be a good, you know, you know, good match in the Elimination Chamber to lead up to WrestleMania because, you know, Rhea Ripley has been on the road right now with terms of, you know, being the, the, um, the champion on, women's champion on Raw. Um, who else we got? Um, let's see. So The Rock, he was on, earlier that day, he was on um, Pat McAfee's show. And so Pat McAfee did kind of stay away from the allegations with Vince or man. So, and of course, you know, they're not going to talk about it because they're not going to mess up that bag. Right. Um, he wants, um, so basically The Rock was saying Cody crybabies and everything. That was the the, the new little um that's what they call that Cody Crybabies. And he was just basically saying, you know, that's like the biggest go back. Top Nash one of the one of the biggest matches. So um That's gonna be like one of the biggest matches of WrestleMania. And I was, I went back and I was watching I kinda I was watching the highlights of when Rock had Russell Hogan and WrestleMania 18 mm-hmm. and how they was touted as the biggest match because that was like two larger than life icons from those two different eras of WWE right. coming together to WrestleMania. So they, that was at the time Jim Ross was touting that as the biggest match and I was just like, not what Rock was too, but I was like, that's interesting. But now I don't like, saying Rock and Cena where it was the biggest match. No, anything The Rock is in is the biggest match because it's a big. Yeah, it was basically like like the Rock, like Rock Hogan. That was just like one. Then Rock and Cena was another, and they got potentially Rock and Roman Reigns, which they touted that's going to be the biggest one. Um. Yeah. So. Um. What else? <clears throat> yeah, so um, they was um, it was rocking rock chance. He was getting booed. We want Cody Rocky um, sucks references. You know, it was a whole lot of those references coming out. 
Triple H had came out and was talking about the history of WrestleMania dating back to WrestleMania one. And then he was talking about remember the WrestleMania's when they had they was they was used to place and advertise and say, Hey, you can watch on closed circuit TV. Mm-hmm. Right, right right before the pay-per-view boom took off, the, the cable boom took off, but right. you can watch on closed circuit TV. Um that was yeah, time to go to like a movie theater and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And they, they still do offer that. And some, I know, a couple of years ago they was doing that offering that you can go to some movie theaters and watch that. Yeah, like like in the year, like in the early two thousands. That's how I was watching most of my pay per views. Yeah, and one like the, the local wrestling podcast I listened to here, they would do it at like one of those clubs downtown, and they would have like, and you know, folk come out there to watch um, WrestleMania and everything. You know, it was. Cool. Yeah, different like venues you can go watch it at. Yeah, there was um, a movie theater here that used to do that. And, like I said, and then they changed owners, and like the new owners didn't want quote unquote that type of crowd, so they 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 did it all that. Um, so Bianca Belair, she appeared first. She promoted her show Loving WWE and how she made history um, at WrestleMania with Sasha Banks and. Because um, they were the first two black women to headline at WrestleMania um, main event, and she was talking about her undefeated WrestleMania um, WrestleMania record so far. But you know, she's um, teased about wanting to go after the, the, the championship, so going at the Rhea Ripley. So she most likely will be in an elimination chamber match. Because mm. I don't see me should be her. <laughs> I mean, you, we all we know that. So then we had Rhea Ripley faced off of, um, Becky Lynch. Um, she Rhea Ripley describing herself as the most dominant women's champion of all time, and you know the mommy chance. You know she's always getting that. You know, so you know, she's definitely over with the fans and everything. Um, and you know she was talking about you know here comes. Um, you know, Little Nation Chamber in Australia, which is huge for them. You know, she's going back home to wrestle in the PLE. And it's like, and you know, those fans over there is definitely going to be like out there in mind when she comes out, when that music hit, she comes out there. Uh-huh. So we definitely over. Um, so Becky Lynch comes out there and she was talking about that potential matchup could be dubbed as Mommy versus the Man. And. Becky Lynch said she's made a legendary career of knocking out Golden Girls from their top spots. And Mommy's going to find out what it's like to be at the bottom. And, you know, it was like they was like facing off with each other. Which is, you know, you know, it's be actually a good, good little something to see, you know, if that, if that happens. <sighs> they did a good job. They've done a great job of just teasing these matchups like UFC style. You know what I'm saying? Right. Guys, people getting guys and girls. That's the, that's the TKO. That's the TKO aspect of right. it. Face to face, talking spicy and making you be like, you know what? I never thought about this match before, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah. So next we had um, Seth Rollins was next, and he came out and you know he wanted to you know know the WrestleMania main event, and while he was about to attempt. To introduce Cody Rhodes, out comes Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns, you know, Roman, Roman Reigns had got had his fans there. 
and you know how he does the whole acknowledgement. Los, Los Angeles. I mean, sorry, Las Vegas. Yep. Acknowledging. And so, you know, Reigns, you know, they was talking about, you know, Seth Rollins said, oh, he showed up to work for once. And then Roman Reigns said he showed up to work with his wife's shoes on. <laughs> you know, and they was talking about um, who was he going to face. And so Roman said he wanted to face The Rock. Rock comes out, you know, wanted to accept the challenge. Then Cody comes out. No, no, The Rock, before that, The Rock was saying, you know, for this to be the biggest main event, he was saying, like, beat the Tribal Chief and, you know, this will be the biggest main event in WWE history. So, The Rock is definitely teasing a heel turn here. He's teasing it. it, it it's it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and The Rock was you know, kind of, like, visibly frustrated, so he introduced the press. And that's what he said. He said the he said the press and the millions watching at home. Here's the Cody crybabies, more boobs. Um, then he showed the the bloodline tree. <laughs> Was his PowerPoint? <laughs> right, he did the like <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> but he pulled up the um the bloodline family tree, and I tweeted out, "Hey, is Samoa Joe on that tree?" I, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so we all knew what was going to happen after that. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe's. I think the only one who's not really in that at all. I think. Yeah, he's the only Samoan or Fijian or Tongan in wrestling that's not related. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's just some dude, right? Was DJ who can't say the big Hawaiian guy who's telling <laughs> Well, see, that explains it all right there. That, that's it. Um, the Rock said, whether fans like it or not, Rock and Roman are the biggest main event, and biggest main event in WrestleMania history, Battle by Blood. And then they hugged each other. And then Cody comes out and said, This right here is bullshit. They, you know, he was bleeping out the curse words and everything. And, you know, Cody was like, it's not um, Reigns' choice to face the truth who he faces at WrestleMania. Um, Rose said he made his decision. He said WrestleMania 40, he chooses Roman Reigns. But he did throw out the Pokemon ball to say, I choose you. <laughs> was, he, was he Logan Paul? Logan Paul did that to a Logan Paul did that to a police officer in Japan one time. He threw a Pokeball at a cop in Japan. <laughs> but you know, if that and happened so, in America, he would have been Faced out on the ground. Nah, he, he probably would just let him go. They probably would be like, "Oh, yeah, he's a white ah, guy. Ah, he's a white guy, right?" Yeah, he's white. He, he he didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this crazy. This is crazy. With Cody, Rock, and Roman out there, Seth is off to the side, just, <laughs> just, just in the background, just singing in the background. You know, <laughs> he went from he went. From you know, uh, um, you know, he got he got his spot so and now he's in the off of the off of the side looking like dumbfounded. Um, yeah, he got buried on SmackDown. Him and his title. Cool. Seth. Yeah, he he, he been getting he been getting buried he been getting buried on SmackDown since. <laughs> like um 
Roman Reigns told Rose to go to the loser bracket with the W and the green. Right. <laughs> so, it's the part. Okay, logic kicks in. Yes, we, we get it. We get it and everything. So, Roman was saying it out there, and then he called. He said, you're just irrelevant like your dad. I was like, okay. And that's when um, Rose, um, Cody was like, you don't have family. You don't have goals. Yeah, you don't have family. You have goals. He was like, "How's Jay Uso doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute. You know how he's doing? You want the same show with him?" Right. And he said, "There was something about like a mail ticket." And he said, "Some the, of the two of them hasn't been do- doing any cooking for years." I was like, "Ooh, Cody getting a little bit spicy there. A little, little, little spice, a little spice to get into that." So, 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 in order to counter them, are we going to see the Rhodes family soon? Say what? I said, in order to counter the bloodline, are we going to see the Rhodes family? Who? Randy, who else? Randy, Arn, QT. You know, he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> somebody was like, somebody said, somebody was like, no, Cody should have did that because Dustin and Brandy ain't enough to take <laughs> I don't know. Like, like uh, Brandy's pretty tough. I don't know. Uh, hey, she, 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 I know she said that she would, um, she said she would crossroads Jade if she was stepping her face again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then and make her some. Then we could do some yoga. What was it? What she What she said? You might have a black belt, but I'm a uh, what? Oh, I'm the black. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. She gave us that line. I was like, who who wrote that? <laughs> Yeah. About open mic night. And she came out there and said, and she came out there and said, "Who the hell told you today was open mic night?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, he took in the night." <laughs> that would that would have been a rival moment right there. She came out there saying that. Did they be like, "Oh, this would have took them numbers up higher?" But um, so Cody had said, "If Reigns." Grandfather or Peter Mavia, Rock's grandfather, would say they'd be ashamed of them. They'd be ashamed of you. So you know that whole, you know, oh, we family, we beefing, but you talk about my family, we come together as one, and we'll, you know, because so all you see is Rock just slowly walking to the picture. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and the Rock said, So the Rock and the Bloodline now? You talk about Rain's family. You talk about the Rock's family. You talk about Rain's ancestors. You talk about the Rock's ancestors. And when you talk about Rain's blood, you talk about the Rock's blood. And the next thing you know, um, the Rock asks Cody, what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> <laughs> and he slaps him. <laughs> that was like, oh, hell. And it was a whole big. Yeah, it started. And it started just the. That's when everything just started to just pile up. Then, you know, you started. You know, they was Triple H came in there trying to trying to break up, trying to break up, break them up, and everything. You know, you see, you see um, the Rollins went after went after the Rock when he's like, "Man, you gonna slap my boy? Come on!" Yeah, <laughs> you just can't come in here and do what the fuck you want to do, man. Doesn't oh yeah, he's like, I don't care if you're on the board. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> They was just, and so they, um, and so actually went back to the, um, they went back to the to the commentary team, and CM Punk was definitely, and CM Punk was definitely getting in his bag, talking about, um, talking about Cody need to um, punch him in the face, <laughs> 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 so we, we need to punch him in his face, 
they, they definitely trying to get Punk back on um, commentary, and I said that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Get him on commentary. Yeah, and, somewhere, Brandy goes off, taking off her earrings, and somebody holding her back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and backstage, they was walking. Like Triple H was talking to was it Jackie Ribbon? We talking to Jackie Ribbon? Yeah. And he was just saying that like, everything was going on. That's when Rock and Roman comes up there. And he said, "Fix it. <laughs> you need to fix it. Because if you don't fix it, we will." You talk about my family again. I knocked this. He said, "I slapped the shit out of him again." Some shit. Something so he said. His teeth down his fucking throat. Yeah, he slapped his teeth down his throat. I was like, "Ooh!" And Triple H had that look on his face, like, "Oh boy." <laughs> <laughs> Even after all yeah. this time. We still not that cool. <laughs> that rivalry can be sparked up at any second between them two. At any time. Any time. And the drop of a hat. They can smile. And, 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 and yeah, but all it takes is just a little bit of ignition. And that's, goddamn, it's 1998 all over. One little, one, little, one little flick of the light and you have a, a, a real long blaze right there. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So basically, just, you know, basically, this was just, you know, kicking off the road to WrestleMania. And as Triple H said on SmackDown, they made a left and that road is on fire. So we definitely, everybody, and everybody, a lot of people are trying to get, you know, you know, a lot of these wrestler insiders trying to get, you know, what's going on. They just said, let it play out. That's, that's their, that's that thing now. Let it play out. Let just watch what happens. Yeah, but at the same time, with this, this was not the plan. Like the, you know, the of course not. No, <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, well, this. Vince McMahon being OG McNasty, so they had to. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is what I was about to say. This is a master class in two things, y'all. This is a master class in PR, and it's a master class in booking. I'm gonna tell you why. It's masterclass in PR because you had a whole week full of news and it ended on the worst note it possibly could. So then you come to SmackDown on Friday and what do you do? You have Cody Rhodes basically relinquish his spot to The Rock, who people had know now is on the board and all this. So now you create your own distraction. Now everybody's talking about we want Cody, we want The Rock. Oh, that's bullshit. The Rock just gonna come in out of nowhere. Then they start linking up. Oh, Ava now the um GM NXT out of nowhere. So now you got all this chatter about The Rock and Cody and everything that is branching off of that, and nobody's talking about Vince. Okay. So they've done a great job now. Okay, we got people off events. We got these people fired up about this fucking match that they don't think they're gonna get. They stream. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, I don't think they were expecting that backlash. I think they really it don't people. It don't matter. People, they think people really wanted to see the Rock no, in the room. That, that's the genius of it, Sam. They didn't care what the backlash was. They just needed something so people don't focus on Vince. They cheer it. They boo it whatever we'll figure it out do we just need to get the light off of Vince so let's get the light off of Vince rock fine no problem got the light off of Vince then you come to a whole week 
of you get all this fucking crowdsourcing of what people want to do, what people don't want, what people want, what people don't want. You string them along and then you bring them up to Thursday. And all these people who done chose sides didn't think they were going to get what they wanted. Not only did you give it back to them, now you gave them another match they didn't even think they wanted, which is now Seth and Cody versus Rock and Roman. It's PR, booking, and business all wrapped in one thing in one week. And it's a masterclass, bro. Master yep. Nick Khan, Arnhem, uh, Rock, those boys, even though this Ashley Masaro thing is going to turn the thing that's the next one. Right, turn it, turn the thing back around and try to put Vince back on the top of the headlines again. They're gonna work something else to try to bury it back down again because that is the business part of it. Like, we need to have this Vince shit as far from people's talking points about wrestling as we can right now because if we can't, it's gonna fuck up WrestleMania and we can't have that. And this was step one in making sure that that happened. Yeah, you'll see all these old Vince clips popping up <laughs> that, that, did, that did not age well at all. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be a fucking beast for them to scrub the Attitude Era off. Of when he when he pops up with the ECW title, he's like, "I'm about to whip it out." <laughs> it's gonna take them forever to do that shit. <laughs> and that other one where he's called—I forgot who he was calling up—but he's like, "Come on out here, rapist." Yeah. Oh, oh man. And then they edit it to where he comes out. <laughs> I told you, like when, they, when I told you what they do now was when they, when they, when they, um, when he said the whole, um, he said to John Cena, he said, "Keep it up, my nigga." And then now they, it's like when we watch that, they would just um, go to um, it was an Eminem match, and I was like, they don't even <laughs> play that no more. Right. They said, "Nah, we." They said, "No, we we can't." <laughs> I have that. I have that on DVD too. That pay per view. <laughs> See, and these uh, last few minutes, let's let me run through SmackDown to fall out from SmackDown. So SmackDown was in Charlotte. Y'all represented great crowd in Charlotte. Uh, that's what happens when you get surprises. Uh, we got Drew McIntyre getting the win over AJ Styles in the elimination qualifier match. Styles almost gets into it with LA Knight, who's on commentary, allowing McIntyre to show Styles into LA Knight, who of course isn't pleased. Knight gets on the apron to go after Styles, who is rolled up to McIntyre is missed. The angry Styles Dex Knight, who then walks into the Claymore for the pin. So Drew McIntyre is our first person to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. I mean, LA Knight was kind of instigating it, though. He didn't have to pour his water bottle on top of AJ. <laughs> he needed to cool off. He's lucky. <laughs> He's like, I was giving him a drink. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair, she got the win over Meechin with the KOD. Who? Oh, me and Yim. In the <laughs> Elimination Chamber match, uh, a spine buster gives Bianca a two count, but me and Yim is able to catch her up on the top for a superplex. Eat defeat connects, but Bianca rolls outside of the ring. Uh, me and Yim tries for the Styles Clash, but it takes too long, and Bianca is able to hit the KOD for the pin. So she has qualified for the Elimination Chamber. That, that was a pretty good match. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunay. Oh, 
take on DIY, and they got the win with the bitter end to Johnny Gargano. So they're going to get a tag team title match at the Elimination Chamber. Ciampa needs Tyler Bate in the face and hits Project Ciampa for a two count. Tyler Bate is back up to slug away at Ciampa, who kicks him in the face. The solo Tyler Driver 97 is blocked, and Gargano super kicks Bate into the corner. But that lets Pete Dunn come back in and hit the bitter end for the pit. I love that they shook hands after the match. Oh, this was NXT gold, baby. Yeah. Black and gold right here. This was a great match. They got a lot of time, and them boys put in the work. So this was great. And then our main event saw Randy Orton get the win over Sami Zayn with the RKO to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. Sami Zayn hit his big suicide dive. Then Randy Orton came back to drop drop, uh, Sami Zayn on the announcer's table. Then he hits the hanging DDT. Sami Zayn grabs the quick blue thunder bomb for a two count, and then Orton hits the RKO out of nowhere. Randy Orton looked like his back was fucked up, though, so we might need to keep an eye on that. It didn't look like he was selling to me. As a person who has back injuries, when you, like, uh, who has a bad back, when you be like, like holding your, your thigh, you know what I'm saying? When it looks like it hurts for you to like push up off your thigh, yeah, that looks like you might be uh, you might be injured for real. So we have to see about that. Might have to get on that DDP yoga. Ooh. <laughs> right. uh, so to start the show, Triple H is here right off the plane from Vegas. He's got Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce with him in tow. They head to the ring. Triple H talks about how we are on the road to WrestleMania, like Mo said, but things took a hard turn in Vegas. He says, for now, he needs to set the record straight. He says, there are some people who don't know their role, but try to assert their authority when they don't have any. Triple H says he doesn't care where you sit at the table because one thing is abundantly clear. The answers come from one place and one place only, and you're looking at them. He says he's here to clear up the confusion. He says the main event at WrestleMania 40 will be Roman Reigns defending against Cody Rhodes. If there are some people who don't like it, it doesn't matter what you think. And then he hands it over to Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis says it's time to shift focus to Seth Rollins and the World Heavyweight Championship. The new number one contender will be determined in the Elimination Chamber and the qualifying matches begin tonight. And then they turn it over to Adam Pearce who announces the 12 wrestlers who will be involved. It will be Randy Orton, Bronson Reed, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, A. Jay Styles, Miz, Bobby Lashley, Ivar, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Dominic Mysterio, and L A night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, open a promo. Triple H, extra saucy, like we said. The the rivalry with him and Rock always right there underneath the surface, and that promo definitely peeled back a band aid. So, uh, Sami Zayn says he's facing Randy Orton in his qualifying match, and if that's his path to the title, so be it. We had the defending. 2023 NASCAR champion young Ryan Blaney show up to the arena as they were in Charlotte so he drove in with his truck and got his title and walked around the the empty building pretty deadly they're not happy with Kip Wilson's hand being hurt by Pete Dunay and they swear revenge. We look back at Bailey leaving damage control and setting up her WrestleMania title match against Ia. 
Braun Breaker comes in to see Triple H and isn't sure if he should sign with Raw or SmackDown. But before Triple H can say anything, Paul Heyman comes in to interrupt. Braun leaves and Heyman says that's a heck of a talent from a wacky family. A serious Triple H asks Heyman Heyman, uh, what he wants. So Heyman says he'll be back next week with Roman Reigns and The Rock. And Triple H says he's looking forward to it. So here's Bailey with the promo. She seems relieved that the fans are happy to see her and talks about how much damage control meant to her. Bailey put everything into damage control and then they kept mocking her behind her back. That hurt her. And then here's Dakota Casa interrupt. Dakota Casa says she didn't know anything about what the rest of the team was doing, but Bailey doesn't buy it. Bailey says Kyle was always there with the rest of them, but Dakota says she always believed in the team. Dakota misses the original trio because she wouldn't be here if it were not for Bailey. It looked like Bailey's plan was working and she thought it was going well, but then everything fell apart. So Bailey asks where she stands, but here are EO and the Kabuki words to interrupt. The still injured Dakota Kai bails out of the ring and comes back in with the still chair. Bailey sees her coming, but Dakota Kai takes a swing at EO Sky and the uh, Kabuki Warriors. With the three of them gone, Dakota Kai drops the chair and Bailey is confused. Bailey and Dakota Kai stare at each other, but nothing happens. So good. Uh, during this whole thing, during this whole thing, like I knew it was a weird because when when Kyrie debuted, Bailey looked so confused because she's the one that took Kyrie out originally. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that was like the first sign that something was amiss. Well, at least they had enough um, foresight to clear up that plot hole right there. So that was good. All right, next up, Randy Orton talks about how he was on the shelf for over a year and has learned to be patient. He says, inside the chamber, the only only constant is the RKO. Bobby Lashley and company are ready for the WrestleMania season, including his elimination qualifying match against Bronson Reed. Dominic Mysterio says he's ready to win the elimination chamber so he and Rhea Ripley can have matching titles. He doesn't care who he faces, but then here comes Kevin Owens to promise Dominic a beating next week. Owens will even dedicate the win to Rey Mysterio. Here comes R-Truth, who thinks Kevin Owens is the Miz, and he's like, hey, don't let Nick catch you. And Kevin Owens is like, Nick Mysterio? R-Truth is like, nah, Nick all and then the fans start chanting we want our truth because he's on the wrong show because he's on (laughs) right Logan Paul comes in to see the general managers and has no idea why he's in in the elimination chamber qualifying matches he's like those matches are for unqualified people and that's not true for him he says that he's supposed to be here to find out who his next opponent for his title is going to be not wrestling in Utah Utah He says, all right, he'll do it just because he's going to WrestleMania. He's going to be leaving as a double champion. Nick Aldis makes um, The Miz his opponent. Of course, Logan Paul is not pleased, and uh, he never finds out who his next United States title challenger will be. So that was SmackDown. Actually, that was a lot of fun on SmackDown. So great episode. Really puts things uh, in a covered up a lot of the plot holes that we still had left some questions so good stuff by all this week by WWE 
Sam, you want to give your final thoughts, shout outs, and thank yous here as we wrap it up? Uh, no, we, I see you got like two minutes left. So, yeah, just shout out to, to you guys and shout out to uh, all the listeners. That's it. All right. Mo to the underscore Reese. Shout outs, thank yous, final thoughts. Uh, shout just to the listeners, um, everybody who's who's down with us every week. Appreciate the support and share that commentary with you. Thank you to Mo. Thank you to Sam. Thank you to Miss Jason and Matt. Thank you to Miss Simi for all their hard work rearranging their schedules over this past week. <clears throat> to help keep these shows on some type of schedule for y'all, we definitely appreciate providing this commentary with color with y'all on this exciting time in wwe uh, not so much if you're a fan of aew but hey we're gonna show them some love later on this weekend too so continue to use the hashtags and share your commentary with color with us also continue to rate and review the shows give us five stars and don't forget to join the patreon page become a patron patreon.com forward slash cspn media and for mo and sam i'm your host don delarente thank you for listening to the wrestlecast please stay tuned for the parting promo Just understand this, you're irrelevant, just like your dad. Here you are, here you are talking about family. Is that what the bloodline is? Let me ask you a question. How's Jay? It's not a family. You're a meal ticket, and they are nothing but lackeys, but yes men. They're goons. Match all about right here. Who sits at the head of the table? What does it matter when neither of you have been doing any of the cooking for two years? Earlier we had that family tree up there, and you've invoked my father before, so let me go ahead and do the same. If your grandfather was here, if the high chief his grandfather was here, they'd be ashamed of you.
Marvin. 